Drawing room over here. You made it. Oh, come on through. Do you fancy drink? What's your tipple? Welcome to The Drawing Room, a space for intimate and surprising conversation. I'm Andy Park. For more than a decade, Sharon Van Etten has been winning over fans across the world with her beautiful voice and raw emotional songs. Her journey has taken her from New York to California with a stop at the Roadhouse on Twin Peaks along the way. And her new album, We've Been Going About This All Wrong, is music for our times, reflecting on the darkness, but with a little spark of hope too. Sharon is about to head on tour across Australia, but first, she's my guest in the drawing room. Sharon Van Etten, welcome to you. Come on in, take a seat. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much. So nice to talk with you. This is your first album since you moved to California a couple of years ago. I wouldn't say it feels particularly like a California record, whatever that might mean. What took you to the other side of your country? Well, it was a, a handful of things that brought us here. Initially, it was an an acting job on a show called The OA, which kind of came out of nowhere and made me realize that I had all these other interests that maybe I never paid attention to in my adult life. And then the other consideration when moving out here was the opportunity to pursue music outside of the touring album cycle so that I could learn how to be home and be off the road and have a studio at home so that I could maybe do more soundtrack work and collaborations so that I could be home and more present for my family, which is a lot harder to do in New York. So if you suddenly realised there were some interests you had that you were sort of submerging underneath your music, does it make you wonder what else might be in there? (laughs) You know, I think one of the things I'm looking forward to as I get older are is just trying new things and, and trying to challenge myself in ways that maybe I lacked like, you know, my self-awareness when I was younger, or I, I was too focused on one thing to think that there could be other possibilities, but I'm, I'm wide open. <laughs> uh, the older you get, the more about your hobbies you really should be. I mean, I don't trust anyone that doesn't have a side project. It doesn't seem right to me. You um, moved to California just in time for the COVID lockdowns. Great timing. What was that time like for you? You were, weren't just having gigs cancelled. You're in a whole new space, a whole new city in the strangest of times. It was definitely... I keep making the joke that the universe called our bluff, you know, for all the reasons that we wanted to move to California, to to have a home, to live in a community, to have a neighborhood and be able to have a studio at home and spend more time with my family and, and figure out what home life meant to me after being gone for most of the, the year, you know, working on a record and, and touring it. Um, but as... As dark as those times were, I still felt very lucky to have a space to work in while we figured out this new way of life for a while. And in so many ways, we got to know the neighbors even more because everybody was home and nobody was at their offices or traveling like so many of us do. We'd see each other in the yards and on the street and much, much quicker than I ever could imagine. I felt a sense of community pretty quickly. And, and for that, I'm, I'm really grateful. Um, 
I, I, I read in one interview that you even got quite into watching the birds come into your yard in those early days after the moves. Talking about hobbies, I mean, maybe bird watching is in your future. <laughs> well, it was pretty wild. I mean, in in LA, because nobody was driving or leaving their houses, the 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 sky turned this color blue that you'd never seen, and there was so much more wildlife that came out of the woodwork and I had never heard so many birds. You know, we moved there in September of 19 and I finished my studio in January and by March we're all locked down. And so it was a quick fast forward into getting to know what California living was like, but in in some ways it, it, we had the best part of Los Angeles because we weren't stuck in traffic because there was no traffic and there wasn't smog because nobody was driving. And I got to see so much nature and get to know my neighbors and I set my own work hours. So, you know, in even in the dark, darkest times, I, I feel like we were able to make the best of it. Yeah, very gentle introduction to a city and a state as, as large as California. You've been doing this for a little while now. Has your approach to writing and performing changed since the first album and those early tours? And what are the lessons you've learned along the way? Well, I think from when I first started out, um, you know, I started solo and I slowly built up um, my instrumentation and, and, and learned how to play with other people and have learned to let go and trust people to help me expand upon my ideas and you know, I think letting go of anything that you've created is a huge exercise as a creative person or collaborator or even just working with other people in life. You know, it's, I think, number one, you need to be able to let go and trust other people to help you see your ideas through. But then, you know, every time I finished a record, I, I, I took a f- few key items away, learning about instrumentation and, and how to flesh out songs in ways that I didn't know before. And I feel like I've accumulated these, you know, not only instruments, but ways to enhance my songs and to to subvert sounds that I used to focus on and, and use acoustic instruments mixed with synthesizers and kind of push my range a little bit to see how low, how high, how soft, how intensely can I sing and and still create the melodies that are still my favorite part of the songwriting process. I gather, by the way, you speak about your family as a priority. It's one of the things that led you to California, uh, that becoming parents really tends to shift how our days run. The, gr- the axis of, of gravity sort of shifts, doesn't it? There are sort of priorities that are uh, others, not, not necessarily our own. So what did that change in your creative life? Do you need to grab hold of a quiet moment in the day now to, to think creatively or to, to write? How has it changed for you? Quiet moments are definitely harder to come by, I'll be honest. <laughs> um, but I think anyone that has either been in a family, like grew up with a family or has kids, I think you realize you take those moments when you have them. And when you don't or when you try to have those moments and nothing happens, you also have to, you know, be gentle on yourself that, you know, something creative might not always happen. But, you know, I feel like I learned how to work in uh, shorter, shorter amounts of time and in little spurts here and there 
whenever I get inspired or, or whenever I just need to write or read and, you know, finding these pockets of time to, to be creative or also to uh, rejuvenate, um, you know, part of my artistic side, whether it's, yeah, reading, writing, playing, or watching a movie or something and just finding those one or two hours at a time to kind of nurse yourself. Yeah, it certainly focuses the mind when you can't even go to the toilet by yourself. That's certainly the experience at my house. On ABCRN, I'm Andy Park. Sharon Van Etten is my guest here in the drawing room. And Sharon, we're going to play a track off the new album. We've been going about this all wrong. You've picked Home To Me. What do we need to know about this one? This song is about me talking to my son and trying to explain to him how much I love him, but how much I also need my work to be myself, where I'm hoping that years from now he'll listen to it and know as crazy as these times were and how much I was working that I I was thinking about him the whole time. Beautiful. Home to me, Sharon Van Etten here in the drawing room. Sharon Van Etten off her new album we've been going about this all wrong the track Home to Me Sharon's my guest here in the drawing room tonight of course you're touring with Angel Olsen and Julian Baker in the US uh, this year both of whom you've known for quite a while now is there a chance to hang out and have fun in the midst of the tour when it's with friends yes I mean we we played it really safe on this tour because um we just figured that we'd be each other's buddies the whole entire time and we made we wanted to we made an effort to make it feel like a summer camp. And during a time where I feel like there's so many bands that I love touring simultaneously, the huge message that we wanted to convey to our fans was that, you know, we support each other. And instead of competing against each other, that we wanted to do a tour where fans didn't have to decide during a time where, you know, people are just learning how to go out again and feel safe. um, We wanted to make sure that they saw that, we have mutual respect for each other as much as we do for our fans. And we had most of the shows outside so that even though we all had our separate little artist bubbles, we also hung out a lot outside together and paired off in running teams and uh, movie, movie buffs and, you know, separate like therapy sessions and, you know, checking in creatively and, and, and checking in on mental states of each other. Cause even when things are really good, it, it's still hard to travel. And I, I feel like we all work with such sensitive people. We're all constantly just checking in and communicating, you know? Mm. 
I note that you chose not to release any singles off this record before it came out. You've worked in the industry as well as creating your own music. So what do you make of music culture now? How it's streamed, how it's consumed, how it's changed, certainly uh, as we sort of allegedly emerge out of the pandemic. Well, there's just so many ways to do it. And I feel like, you know, I'm in my 40s and I just... I'm overwhelmed by <laughs> how much output there is and the different platforms that there are. And, you know, I grew up with a few different mediums because, you know, I was born in like 81. So I saw cassettes, records and CDs and I listened to the radio when, the you know, radio was a lot more diverse and, main, you know, than it was, you know, now here in the States anyway. And um, I just I don't I get overwhelmed in how to keep up. And even when I like something, if I'm trying to, you know, listen to like the the playlist on on Spotify or whatever to try to keep up with what's happening new, I just I find myself caught up in the I'm hearing one song and I'm on to the next thing. And I and I don't know anything about the albums anymore. And I miss how I used to consume music as a teenager and in my 20s. And I you know, there are bands that I love that I follow consistently where I still buy their records, but discovering music is a whole different thing right now. Yeah, and it's so, just so so breathless now when, you know, you're scrolling through on TikTok or Instagram. I mean, I long for the days of actually having that tactile experience of the single that you just bought, that you went on public transport on the bus to get. There was effort involved. Absolutely. I mean... And I'm, I don't want to, you know, I'm not perfect. And I, I definitely, you know, I don't listen to full on albums as much or get to sit down and listen to records like I would just between having a family and having sleep hours for my little one and being in a car for like only 15 minutes at a time. And it's just, we're on the run so much, you know, but it was more of an first, initially it was an exercise for myself and reminding myself about what made me excited about making music and also receiving music. And I wanted to give that gift back to fans because you, you know, you get leaked like three songs before the album is out. And it's kind of like you saw the trailer before the movie and the trailer gave the whole movie away. Mm, yeah. Um, so I wanted to hint at fans that I had music coming out, which is why I released tracks that weren't on the record ahead of the record so that they knew something new was coming but then when the album came out, I wanted to give permission to, for fans to receive it however they wanted to. Sharon, I always like to get my musical guests to introduce uh, some music that they love that means something to them. You've picked words by Lowe. Of course, recently we had the tragic news of the death of Mimi Parker from the band. What is this song of theirs and why is it special to you? It was one of the first songs I heard by Lowe. Oh, sorry. They were very influential on me. Before I ever really wrote songs, I um I heard I heard their music and I was just so very moved um by how they connected in, in music and how they sang together and how delicately Mimi could sing in, in one song and also just kind of tear it apart in another one. And I just admired that we're able, they were able to carve their own path and, and do it how they wanted to do it and stayed very true to themselves while also figuring out how to raise a family and, and being artists and um, just being positive role models in general. And 
you know, as I discovered their music and how they just changed every single album, they they pushed the limits every single time and, and they pivoted from their sound constantly while also still just saying really beautiful things while also really hard things, hard pills to swallow at the same time. And um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's a wonderful tribute to Mimi and, of course, her music. I want to thank you so much for sharing here in the drawing room. Looking forward to your return to Australia. Sharon Van Etten has been my guest in the drawing room. Her latest album is We've Been Going About This All Wrong. She's on tour across Australia starting December 1 at the Sydney Opera House. Thank you to you, Sharon. Looking forward to seeing you. Thank you so much. I can't wait to come out there. Let's take a listen to the track she picked for us. This is Low with Words. Is that the truth he says? The pain is easy. Too many words. Too many to a podcast of The Drawing Room with me, Andy Park. For more great conversations, search for The Drawing Room on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.